Kuznet 590 The Fan. I'm on a wonderful, wonderful morning here. Sammy, how's the cobwebs feeling? We got a lot in the sports world to talk about, despite it being the deadest time of the year. Vladdy putting on a show, literally flexing on Randy Arroz Arena. But first things first, just cobweb check for you. Flight delayed, grinding, well waiting for the bird. You put together some wonderful discussion points for us. How you feeling after a great week for us? Ah, uh, but a solid... Six out of ten so far this morning. So last year we did this, and there was a lot to talk about grinders. Grinders. And, you know, I, I woke up this morning and drove in here, and I'm just always blown away that the world is just going. Grinding. But, yeah, there are, there are for the next two weeks, they are our fellow grinders. Yes. And I'm so impressed with people that do this every single day of their lives. Ailish Forfar, Justin Cuthbert do this all the time, and I'm always really impressed with it. So one of my favorite things to do, and we did it all last yes. All-Star break, and it was literally one of the highlights of my career in radio, was just <laughs> telling people who grind at this time of the day, who work at this time of the day, to just text us and tell us what your job is and what you're doing and how hard you're working. So I think it's time. Yes. Grinders. Please. Send us your I'm grinding text. Let us know what's got you up early. What are you grinding over? Maybe you've been at work for hours already. Maybe you think we should stop complaining about starting work at 6 a.m. I bet there's I, a lot of that going on out there. Text us 590-590. Include your name and location. Going to find a grinder of the day. Cannot wait. Yeah, I was just, you know, I'm driving in and the, the streets are alive. People are working out oh, there. Yeah. I was just, I'm just... Really, really impressed by you people. All the people out there that are early morning people, I am incredibly impressed by you. So keep grinding. Tell us where you're at. Tell us what you're. Uh, tell us what you're thinking about this morning. Yeah, and you you are a classic ungrinder. Not that you don't grind, but no. in the sense that you are a. When do you wake up every morning, Sam? Oh, I don't know. When the sun hits my face uh, and the birds begin to chirp. I'll tell you when I wake up. When the, Lou Dog licks your feet. The crack of eight forty-five a.m. every day. <laughs> That's the time I wake up. So by the time we're wrapping up our last segment, Mr. Gunner, I yes. will be, uh, that's when I'm usually getting up, but I'm really happy to be here with you for the next two weeks. Going to have some great fun. And yeah, I guess we should probably get into the Jays. Want to talk about our trip? What do you want to do? Well, first I want to say, uh, we spent all of all-star break last year threatening borderline, uh, now Leafs GM, Brad Treliving mm-hmm. to make a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, not going to say that, but would take news. Just like throw it. It is a much, it is a much less aggressive tenor because I'm very scared of what those moves could potentially look like, but would not be mad so, at one. Yeah. Okay. We don't need to get right into no, the no, not, here, that, but... That's just where my head is at. Just framing the week that way. Very funny that we were so bogged down with tree a uh, one year ago this week and now we're here, but it is a very different conversation. Yeah, you know, and there is a couple pieces of rather large looming news that we, we haven't heard really much out no. other than negativity yeah, on one side than, of it. Other than William Devander would like his money. So, I mean, and I'm just, I'm so impressed by the grinders already texting in. Yes. There's already been three trickling in. People love to, they love to talk about the grind. So please text those in. So yeah. I guess you're getting to Vlad, you think? Yeah, we'll, go, we'll talk about Vlad. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll uh, sprinkle in a little bit of our uh, trip here, and that'll uh, that'll explain why the cobwebs were where they were uh, to to start the show. But Vladdy, 
bomb after bomb after bomb, home run derby. You know, we always do this discussion, and I'm not going to have this here. Of, what do you like better, the dunk contest or the home run derby? There is just something about the home run derby yeah. of just sitting there. You know, again, not to make this about us. Mm-hmm. It, how great would it have been if the home run derby would have been on at 11 o'clock at night with all the fellas around just having some cold ones? Like, it is the ultimate just sit around, watch dudes hit homers. It is a great event in that regard the fact that Vlad comes through I think a lot of people are going to try to make this about does it mean something mm-hmm. did he flip the switch I, I'm not going to go there but I think it's it it can't be a bad moment for for Vladdy to have won it no I think a lot of it was just really cool and the home run derby is a feather in the cap of any power hitter like it's just something that you can always look back on and have that trophy yep. the fact it's the first ever father-son duo of course with Vladimir Guerrero senior winning it it's an incredible accomplishment for him, but yeah, like... What was Ken Griffey Sr. doing, honestly? Yeah, slouch. come on. Come on, Ken. <laughs> come on, Sr. Get it done. But I, or Dante Bichette. I, I just don't... I, I can't sit here and be like, this is a turning point for the Toronto no. Blue Jays season because the manager of the Jays was grooving fastballs to him <laughs> in the sweet spot. Like, it'd be a really... I think it'd be a really hard conversation to have, but I will give... Kudos to John Schneider for throwing again an incredible. He could throw a BP. meatball. He could he, throw a meatball. Like that is really, really good. Like, because we remember what year was the first one, 2019 or 20, it was 2019, the year that he yeah, went yeah. with Pete Alonso. That's, that battle that feels where he, right. Yeah. Where he, hit tw- he hit 91 home runs yes, in that one and lost and lost to the polar bear. Yeah. But like in that performance, John Schneider was really good with grooving him. Yeah. And he knows his sweet spot. He got him the sweet spot. And again, last night, an excellent performance from John Schneider. So, uh, it yeah, never, good, good for Vladdy. I think it's an excellent accomplishment, and I think it's something that when you look back on your career as a power hitter, you can always be like, hey, I won the Derby. It's one of the, you know, big boy things to win. But, like, yeah, I'm not going to be – I saw a lot of people be like, the Jays are back, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, first of all, they're in a playoff spot. <laughs> and, I mean, they didn't really go anywhere. Second of all, like, yeah, it's a home run Derby. Like, if, <laughs> you know – I don't know. So if somebody wins the slam dunk contest, I don't yes. know. I actually haven't known one participant other than that white guy this year. Mm. And it's like, oh, that's going to spur no, the, uh, the uh, 76ers on. Yeah, it's like, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't, no. In the grand scheme of things, with the Blue Jays, it doesn't matter. Feather and Vlad's cap, good for him. Well, the other thing about it, again, not to like compare and contrast, but you brought it up there. The idea of the dunk contest every year, and again, you know, like Bunk's going to come on after and be like, oh, what are you talking about? I know all these guys. But every year, you look at the dunk contest, and it's who? What happened when it just used to be every great swingman in the league was yes, in the dunk contest? It was the best. And that is still the case with baseball, that you just have these power hitters, yep. power hitters. The, you know, you and I, we were both in transit, so we've seen it, but we didn't yeah. get to see it. The one thing I did miss out on last night, funniest m- m- night of every year to me, is Pete Alonso taking the home run derby like it is Game 7 <laughs> of the World Series. I don't know if that was going on uh, uh-huh. last night. But in, in terms of Vlad, I just, I think that, You have to, I think if you're a Jays fan, you have to be sitting there saying, okay, he's turned a corner a bit. We remember the homestand he had. He's starting to see the ball a little better. This is not the moment, the culmination of it all. And if we hadn't seen all those things, I think you would just throw this out and be like, ah, maybe it spurns him on. But for a guy, we know hitting is contagious, but hitting is also so 
confidence-based. And for a guy who probably was feeling it a little at times this year, to just have that massive moment where every guy who matters in the sport to you and to everybody else is sitting there going, you're the best, you beat us all, you're great. I I think there's a possibility that this allows Vlad to continue to build, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you this means he is absolutely all the way back by any means. Yeah, and you mentioned the star power uh, in terms of the, the dunk contest. And it's dunk for however long. Yeah. Like it's been It's like since Aaron Gordon did it's it. It's been and true. Even awful. then, Aaron Gordon, yeah. like eh. But you look at you gotta give the, the credit to Major League Baseball mm-hmm. because the all the participants in this thing are superstars. Yep. Right? Like P. Alonzo, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Sorry, Julio Rodriguez, Randy Rosarina, Moki Betts, you know, Adley Rushman. Like it's all, all the guys. really good players that you want to see these home runs. I would I guess it was more about the length of how long it took back in the day. But I did, still a long night last but night. But I still kind of missed the ten outs, mm, right? Yeah. Where it was like, I, I, there was just something about it where there was much more like admiring of the yeah. home runs. L- last night was, yeah, like it's like as soon as you're done, yeah, bang again. As soon as, but like when there was the ten outs, guys would be like watching it. You'd be like, whoa, look at that one. And it's like it's just the same home run over and over again. But when it's ten outs, it just there's something more singular, amazing about watching a ball fly 470 feet as opposed to being like, oh, is he going to get another one off in time? Is it the bonus time? Is it the bonus yeah. time? It's more about the spectacle of the totally. dinger as opposed to like the speed of the dinger. Yeah, I like that, and I also do like. I don't know what the incentive should be, but I think there should be. I, like it's not the prize, but I want mm-hmm. to award the guy who just hits the biggest bomb of the night something. Like if a guy goes five hundo, let's just give I mean, him a little something for that. I mean. <laughs> There's a couple terms that I can't say on the radio yeah. for it, but there'd be a couple good names for the trophy. I, I think. think there would be. Yeah. I think there would be. Uh, yeah. When you when you look at it, you you again, you do have to commend baseball. You have to commend these guys because. And I think the other part of it is that flaming out in a home run derby is just so much less embarrassing than flaming out in a dunk contest. Like oh, yeah. I still remember. Birdman, oh, legend Chris has Anderson. it, he is still trying to get a dunk down in the first round of of the <laughs> the '06 dunk contest. This is so niche, but this is like it was right as like the internet was <laughs> yes. kind of like you know percolating. Okay, I remember me and the fellas trying to like dig to find those clips <laughs> of how bad it's been he was. Scrubbed. Well, no, it's just like at that point. Yeah, oh, right, because right, it was right. Like, we were laughing so, so it was hard. the funniest thing, and we're like, but they weren't showing it on you know Sports Center or whatever that was at right. the time. They weren't showing it. Because it was like, it was so bad, but we thought it was the funniest thing. We just couldn't find it. So there you go. You know, the, the pre-internet days that we used to live in, it's crazy that we didn't have everything at, the, at our fingertips. Yeah, Birdman. And I'm with you. I do like the idea of like a little more spectacle, a little something like that. I will say best athlete uh, involved in that last night was not Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Mm-hmm. It was Bukshiambi on the radio call. I was listening on 590 as, oh, yeah. we were cruising, yeah. as I was cruising home from the airport. And... You want to talk about rapid He's fire. Really He's good. So good. His ability to weave in. I'm going to do an interview with with a NL starter who we both found out yesterday, Zach Galen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do an interview with him while just weaving in Rodriguez, hitting 40 bombs here and selling them. Uh, just a great, great job by him. And again, athlete Boog Shiambi on the call last night. Uh, shout out to Boog uh, for intrepid. Uh, producer Danielle, I could get Boog on the show so I could tell him how great he is in yeah. the next two weeks. I'd really like that. So that's a little, that's something for you there. We'll challenge. Um, He's not capable. Okay. I don't think he could do it. No, I, you know. Um, but he, I, I'll be driving around on Sunday and it's like Mets and Cardinals. So and I'm good. like, I don't even care one bit about this game, but I'll listen to the whole thing. Like it was him and Tim Kirchin on the yeah. call the other night, oh, the last Kirchin. time I was in the car. And they were just, it, Tim Kirchin did a thing about how he's like, 
he's on the all-time initials team, like <laughs> TJ this. Right. And B, I was like, BJ up there. Oh, I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. So oh. there you go. There's my boo Chami rant. Yeah, uh, no no problems with that uh, there. So again, all-star festivities going to continue on all, all week here. Uh, in terms of other things we were we were thinking about here, anything else on the Derby from you or you want to you move on, touch uh, touch on some other stuff? I, no, I... Yeah. I'm good. We're, I think I think we're I, good. I think I would like to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. If that's okay. Well, you know what? I won't lead the witness. You would like to talk about them. Where would you like to begin? Well, is it the cone of silence around Austin Matthews? Is it the lack of real news from anywhere? Is it the for me just little bit uneasy, queasy feeling I have because of the lack of news? Where are you at, buddy? None of those things. Oh, okay. I just, we were just in central Alberta yes. for five days. Oh my God. How am I not starting with this for shame on me and for shame on you for not leading me to water quick no. enough. Go. So, so we were in central Alberta for five days. We were out there for the Lacombe men's open. You know, we had an unbelievable time. Gunner played his first competitive golf rounds of his life. And I thought it was really great to get him out there. I was very proud of him outside the comfort zone. You did an excellent job, Gunner. We, other than the clubs getting lost at the start, we were without hiccups. We had a blast. We did. But it's just, you know, you kind of talk about how people hate the Leafs and how uh, people are kind of, they, they're so-so and, you know, oh, all you ever do is want to talk about the Leafs sports. And all, all anyone ever cares about is the Leafs. And going out there and spending a lot of time, and a lot of people out there know what we do, yep. and they know, like, we're in, we're in the everyday grind with the well, Leafs. And the thing is, is that, and I want to, you know, just, like, to... Put it in perspective. Yeah. We're not out there like, hey, nice to meet you. I do no. the least post game show. And the second anybody knows, Finds, it's like, yeah. oh, you work at sports and blah, blah, blah. Can't get away from it. Go ahead. There's just no team in the sport that matters close to as much as the Toronto Maple Leafs. One million billion percent. And, and I know you're going to say, shocker, that you guys would say no. that, but it wasn't us. So we went to a uh, saloon. A literal, a, liter- a literal saloon <laughs> in in central Alberta. I believe it was Caroline, Alberta, was the name. Caroline, of the town. Alberta, was the town. If someone had a time. If someone in Caroline, Alberta, is listening right now, and they we, they heard our name shouting them out, they'd be really excited. And the singer in the bar, our boy Grant, whose our name boy, I can't remember, I can't last re- name I can't remember, came up to us and he's like, "You guys are from Toronto." And we're like, yeah, yeah, which is probably the first Toronto people that have ever been in that park. <laughs> and he immediately started hammering us with William Newlander takes. Yes, he did. They got to trade him. They got to get this guy out of here. He's no good. Then the guy at the bar, I forget the guy's name at the bar. Who it looked like he was drinking moonshine. And then he's like, ah, it's just lime and water. And I'm like, oh, okay. Why is it so green? We don't need to get into that. He's an Oilers fan. But uh, immediately started talking about the Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> all he wanted to do was get her take on the Leafs. We go to the Lacombe Men's Open, and all the Oiler fans, all the Flame fans, we hate the Leafs. What do you think about the Leafs? The Leafs, the Leafs, the Leafs. You know what? You know why? Hate us because you ain't us. You know why it's the lead everywhere? You know why people, it's on Sportsnet everywhere you go. It's on the front. It's because they matter the most. Yes. And it's just it took me getting out of the province, and it took me talking to some other people from other parts of the country to realize it's like, yeah, they hate the Leafs, but they think about the Leafs. They care about the Leafs. So everyone out there, thank you for giving me this fodder just to make me feel the way I feel about it. Because hey, guess what? We've always been right. So there you go. We always have. Everybody rolls our eyes and we say, we're the Yankees. Because they go, oh, yeah, 27 titles, 1967. Show me the math there. Yeah, they do not have the success. Hand up. Guess what? I know. Don't need to tell me. Okay. But in terms of it mattering, like you said, in the sport, there's nothing. They're the Dallas Cowboys, man. 
actually that is so, that is a way better comparable because in in baseball there Knicks. are people Knicks there are people in baseball who just hate the Yankees but don't really think about them. I'm sure there's tons of NL fans who are like, "Yeah, big bad Yankees." Mm-hmm. Who's a manager? I don't know. Yeah. In hockey, if you care about your team even a little and it's not the Leafs, there's probably a lot of that going so, on. But it's because you care. It is. So kind of thought about this and it's where does the Leafs championship rank amongst the most meaningful championships that could happen in a sport? I mean, so there's a lot of different ways you can rank this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're just doing straight title drought, they're up there because of the time. Yeah. But, you know, I believe Cleveland, it's been yeah. like since 54 yeah, in yeah. baseball. It's, does, it's not as strictly a time mm-hmm. thing. But I think the formula here, which is, again, if any high school math teacher of mine is listening, I'm sorry because you know this is about to go badly. Mm -hmm. But it is years of torture times team mattering the most equals. You drive that in that little house thing? Yeah, just sure. I don't know. There's brackets involved. Uh, I am the dog with the beakers right now and the glasses on, okay? But equals championship mattering the most because – it, yeah, if the Yankees win a title, everyone's going to be excited, and there's going to be guys screaming Gabagool and Tony Soprano and all that, and a lot of these going on, and Daniele might fight me after this because of some of those jokes, okay? But they just had it. They could touch it. They remember it. Mm-hmm. We're running out of people who have, like, real concrete memories. Yeah. Like, we talk to guys, and we're like, I, I remember. Yeah, my but, dad was like, yeah, I was like, a kid exactly like, yeah, yeah, you but. can't you're running out of people who both were old enough to touch it and experience it and coherent enough to tell the story about it it is really getting to that point and that's why i, I don't know like there are other titles that you could argue matter just as much like one that is I, a complete different example to me oh what do you thought what do you got lester like that matters okay. so much more because it is completely out of nowhere. They yeah. win a league title that no one would ever expect them to win. Yeah. How do you equate those things? That is a fair enough yeah. argument yeah. to me, apples to oranges. But yeah. in terms of real, you know, North American team sports, those kinds of things, I don't know what else is there. I think I think Knicks. Yes. Knicks for that, sure. That is our spiritual cousin. I think uh, Knicks for them. I think uh, who else? I think Cowboys. I think Cowboys, but again, nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's still, but that's a long time. It now. is. It is like there are thirty-year-old guys who, uh, like, yeah. you know, Jays fans. Well, actually, it's a perfect comp for Jays fans, right? It's yeah. a little later in the decade, but but I honestly think that those are the only two in the conversation that their city would react, the country would react, yeah. because there's, like we said, from Carolina, Alberta, yep. to Toronto, Ontario. There's people that care about this team, and I just don't think you'd ever see anything like that. So we could talk about the least winning the championship, which is probably never going to happen. Yep. So maybe it's a moot point. Maybe we should move on to the to the actual kind of non-news. But it was just a real eye-opening experience and just confirmed what I always knew. Yeah, so it really know. was. And, uh, you know, for our for our buddy, who oh, shall, shall remain great. nameless out there. Now, Andrew Walker. Okay. You know what you're yeah, talking you about. Yeah, you know what you're talking about, and you know how wrong you and are. Okay. This is an excellent text we just got. Other than the grinder text, which there are a thousand, and we will read those after 630, yes. 100% promise. Yes. yes. Buffalo Bills. Yes. Right up there. Tortured, 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 care oh so much. And I think this is, I think this is something that the Leafs, the Leafs are always going to matter the most in the market. I know I'm a little biased in that, but I, do, I also don't think I'm wrong. But the Bills, the, the place they hold in Buffalo is nothing compared to the least because, and sorry, Sabres, it's all they got, right? Yeah. Like, they love the Sabres. They do. It is a great hockey town. Would 
would uh, who would give Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin just away for one what, Super Bowl title in that would, market. What is the percentage of people in Buffalo that would fold the Sabres for a Bills championship? 44. <laughs> okay. Okay. There Does you go. that feel about yeah, right? I don't know. Right. Just pull the number right out of, well, you know where I pulled it from. <laughs> uh, so in terms of the, the Leafs, the actual things that are happening mm-hmm. here, and by that I mean the fact that nothing is, is yeah. happening here. Where are you at? You know me. You, you just watched me uh, sit there nervously biting my nails as we're five hours away from a domestic flight being like, I got to get to the airport because I'm so nervous about this. So you know that I'm nervous <laughs> yes. and uneasy about all this. Yes. You a little more chill, a little more laid back. Where's your head at a couple weeks now past the free agency frenzy and things kind of settling in now? I And it's a week and a half. It feels like it's been 20 years since they signed uh, Tyler Bertuzzi and Max yeah. Domi, but yes, it's been a week and a half. I kind of would like to have had Austin Matthews under contract by this point. Like a lot of the indication leading up to it and everything that you heard for you close, just talking close. about it. Yeah, close, done. This is going to get done. This is like everyone's pretty confident in it. And I'm still confident it's going to get done. And you could you could tell me that there's a reason that they're holding out for the contract so that they don't show him, They don't show William Nylander what he signs yep. for before it gets done. You could have that conversation with you. I'd hear that. But I still think at some point, you just kind of have to, if he's going to sign it, yes. you just get it done, That's get it on that. paper, announce it, and then you deal with William Nylander later. Because, listen, I think William Nylander's a really important guy to the Toronto Maple Leafs, but in terms of the specter between the two of them, there's just no comparison what they mean to the Leafs. So no. I think... If if he wants to get it done and you're going to get it done, I think you get him to sign on the dotted line. You put out the press release, you put out the the, the tweet, and you, you get the Zoom chat started for old Matthews. But William Elander, man, it's really starting to get a little bit rubbery meets the roadie here yeah. in, a, in a hurry. And I, I don't, I'm actually not on team trade William Nylander. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. I think William Nylander has made so many improvements over the last three or four years. He's still going to have his couple weeks a year where he's William Nylander of old. Like it's, yep. I think you're never going to be able to get that out of him. That's, and I think that's one of the main yeah. reasons they're scared to give him over $9 million. But just at some point, why don't you want to – like why do you have to make 10? Like why does all these guys seem to have to be the richest in the league? Why does it have to be like this? I just It's, it's really, really frustrating. And that to me – that's coming out of this is just one of the most frustrating parts of the whole thing is just, can you just get this done? Like, can we just f- figure out a way to get a number on there that we all agree on? That's fair. That's going to make you very rich, set you up and be team friendly. Like, why does every one of them have to squeeze out every last dollar? It's really frustrating, Gunner. It all goes back to the, like, honestly, the more I think about it, it really is a monkey's paw situation with John Tavares of like, okay, make your wish. I would like the hometown guy to take a discount and come home, and it's going to be the greatest moment of my life. Okay, here we go. He is now going to set the team's internal capital, $11 million, and he is already, the second he signs it, the second best center on the team. So when you look at all the other teams that went across the spectrum, whether it is the Bolts, or sorry, we'll start with the Bolts, with Stammer setting in at nine, and then Kucherov, 
barely clips past him. Much like Matthews barely clipped past Tavares, but guess what? The clipping was at 11, not at 9. And then Hedman barely above him and Vasilevsky right there. The Bruins, the exact same thing. Now that's changed a little bit with Pasternak and mm-hmm. McAvoy, but throughout the whole Bergeron era, the cap was kind of him, and it was that 8-9. Once your internal team cap went to 11, mm-hmm. how are you going to tell Austin Matthews, sorry, it's 10-5? How, how can you look Austin Matthews in the face and say, and I understand restricted free agent, younger, we, we can have that debate. But that is what it all goes back to is that the team's cap got that way. So now even if, you know, a guy like Matthews thinks he's doing him a favor at taking a discount, it's a discount off the highest possible starting point. So again, I don't know what to make of it because I genuinely in my heart of hearts believe, and I don't think anyone out there would disagree that signing John Tavares to that contract was a condition of employment for whoever the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs was. If it was me, if it was my mom, if it was internal, yeah. they were signing them to that contract. Okay. I don't think, I don't think, yeah, that's a good point. Keep and, it, and it just, it, we just keep bumping up to that. And once they got paid from the jump, there's no way to knock it back because since Austin Matthews has signed that contract. And again, mm-hmm. we can quibble about it. We'll gladly have the conversation. All he's done is, is win a heart trophy, score 60 goals, become an even better player. So now in his mind, he's supposed to say, oh, I'm supposed to only get a mill bump off of all of the all these other things I've accomplished. Now I'm with you. It is enti- it is insanely frustrating that he has to be the only one. And that is why I keep hammering home the point. I would feel so much better about this if I just heard from an insider, players love this. They can't wait to follow in his footsteps. He's the new Pied Piper. Haven't heard a peep about that from literally a soul other than the other guy on this team who's saying, yes, I am also going that route and would like to bleed this team dry. It is infuriating. And I think the the most frustrating part for all fans, and Willie's a little different in this because there's a little more polarizing there, is you're not even mad at them for the money. It is just why does it have to go to the absolute max? You're not sitting here saying, oh, it's a, it's a massive overpay or how can you do that? Again, Nylander a little different, mm-hmm. but I think that's why there's so much frustration and that's why the team's in the position it is. I think it's very fair, Gunner. I want to ask you about Alex DeBrinket getting that contract, which was just under $7 million. I'm going to show you that I have him and Nylander as player comp up in front of me because I was so ready for this. I just don't... Alex DeBrinket is not as good as William Nylander? No. I think that's pretty fair. Very. But how much better is he? Yeah. Like, it's how many... So, in 450 career games, Alex DeBrinket has 187 goals... Oh, sorry, 187 goals, 186 assists for 373 points. William Nylander is? 177, 253 for 430. So more point production there, but I think I think we do give a, a little forget. We get a little forgetful of the goal totals that Debrinkat put up early on in, in his career. Now, Nylander, I'd argue they're kind of on curves is the wrong way to say it because situation obviously dictates a lot of this, but Nylander has been trending up. Debrinkat mm-hmm. kind of, to a certain extent, trending down a little. But yeah, I think there is, you're, you know, Detroit didn't, didn't trade for him to go to ARB with them. They obviously signed him. We saw what the deal is. And what is it going to be a three million difference, two and a half between him and Willie? Does that seem fair to you? Does that seem like a no. million too much? I like I just I watch that happen. Yeah, where a guy goes to like his hometown team. I know the Leafs aren't. Yeah, I know the Leafs aren't Williams' hometown no, team. That's Calgary. <laughs> but good one. It's just like he wanted to be there. Yep, he got there. Yep, 
and he took a team-friendly deal yep. that you know sets them up, and now they have a good sniper for four years. Why? It's just it comes back to this. Well, market. this is this. There's definitely that. The one thing is this is an RFA contract. Now you we have the exact same conversation about the first match for sure, but that is the one one difference I would say there. It's just it's it's frustrating when something like that happens, mm-hmm. and then you look at you compare it to what's happening with the Leafs, and you're like, oh great. Well, I guess these guys just have to be the richest guy possible, and they just they want to bleed it for every penny. But that is a great team contract that Alex Brink gets signed. Like if you're a Detroit Red Wings fan. You're, I mean, have I you heard from one? I, I've heard from one, but I think you'd be a little bit shaky on old the old Iser plan yeah. over the past oh. couple of summers. Oh yeah, there's you love some, you love Mo Sider. There's, been, then, there's hmm. been some, there's been some things that have been signed, like over oh, oh. like a JT Comfer contract, perhaps. Andrew Comp looking at you, yeah, man. five six for four more. And I think I'm I'm even one of Justin Hall's like only fans in the city. Hall's like, dolls. yeah, I'm one of the only ones. And even I was like, I was. A shocked at that contract. Like, there's been some sketchy ones for him, but I think that is a 10 out of 10 win for Steve Eisman to get him for the package that they got him for and then to get that contract signed. Like, that's something that every team in the league would do if he was willing to do it. So, so I. I don't want to, I don't want to take away anything from what you're saying. I just, I go back to the idea of the team cap. He makes 900K less than the highest paid guy on the team. Mm-hmm. He goes in there and feels like he is not underpaid compared to anybody and I think that as much as we talk about percentage of the cap and not not the cap of what your team has to spend but where you are in the pecking order of those things it really does seem like that matters almost just as much to guys as anything else so I'm not taking away anything you're saying I'm just saying that if let's say Dylan Larkin was not Dylan Larkin and he was a better player and he was a $10 million player. I don't know that that Debrinkat number comes in at exactly the same place because, you know, we always talk about it, right? A rising tide lifts all boats. It happens with contracts across all sports. And at the high end, it can kind of drag some of those numbers up. So not disagreeing with anything you're saying, but I think that's the other kind of difference there. Well, then what about Timo Meyer with Jack Hughes, right? Like, yeah, he, he eclipsed him. He eclipsed him. It's like, you know, and that was 8-8, eight, eight, right? I, I just again though to become the highest paid guy on the just, team. Just sign I, I just do, sign that exact contract, I, William Nylander. I do not want to sit here and say yeah. William Nylander needs to get ten and a half million. I, b- believe me, do not quote me. Look at you, think, you what three. Do you, what do you think he needs to make? I uh I th- I think the Meyer deal is a fair comp. But I think with most things, and this is, I guess, I guess we're both just arguing from opposite sides of it and winding up at the same place, is there's a Toronto tax. I hate it, but there is. We saw it all the time. There's a reason Mitch Marner had to be right up where Austin Matthews was when he hadn't accomplished what Austin Matthews had. There's a tax. These guys are talked about. We just, we literally just did it. It's like, it is, we'll call it the Carolina Alberta tax for now. When people care about you in Carolina Alberta, you just get, small town Alberta, you just get your your players talked about more and it drives up the price of these things. We see it in all sports, but more so in this one. And it is infuriating. Uh, Yeah, I guess. But I also think the flip side of that is one that I guess it's just the blue and white disease, but like you should, if you can handle the pressure, which I guess a lot of people, not everyone can't like look at Ryan O'Reilly who literally was like, that was too much for me. I'm going to go play for a team. That's going to suck. I still have my worries that he just, (sighs) I still have my worries that Ryan O'Reilly just saw these guys and got to know him for oh, that's five hundred percent five eight weeks and was like, mm, no, no thanks. That's a hundred percent for me. That's still the biggest. If that is what happened, and I know there's been a lot of different yes. schools of thoughts about this, 
Uh, that is the most damning red flag that's seemingly possible, and there's not really anything we can do to uh, fix that. Uh, people forget about Ryan O'Reilly early in his career. Totally. To- hey. Multiple buddy. places that he <laughs> yep. left. Yep. I, we, I, there's an incident I'm thinking of. Like, we, we all know. So like, I just... I'm th- I just wish that if you were a Toronto Maple Leaf and you have everything given to you, everything handed to you, and I understand that that William Nylander got a smaller contract yep. than when he, um, than when he when he did the uh, when they all did their deals. Yeah, he got the smaller one. He wants to get paid for that. It's like almost like the Jose Bautista thing, who was playing on a. It's huge... almost like it's almost like Mitch Marner with his bonuses with Lou. Yes. So, but like. I guess from a fan's perspective and what would frustrate you the most is it's such a huge deal to play for the Leafs and you're given so much and you're loved and you're beloved and sure you're hated a little bit. But like if William Nylander signed a contract for eight, five for four years, yep, beloved for sure, people would be like, wow, what a discount that he took. Mm-hmm. This is done. Oh my God. Great. That's great for you. But then how do you not know the other side of that? How do you not know the perception of you? If you bleed them dry and they end up paying you, I don't know, $10 million and you have two down weeks, yep. it's like maybe he just doesn't care. That's I, what it well, comes I think, down to. I think the thing with Willie is that of all of the four of them, and I want to be clear, I think they all absolutely love and cherish being Sean and Maple Leafs. I don't think that. But of all the four of them, for just looking at the core four, he needs it the least. Mm. Like he's not a Toronto guy. No matter how good, let's say, let's say the absolute best thing that could ever happen happens, and this team figures it out, and Brad for Living is a leader of men, and they go on a run, and it becomes a dynasty. Mm-hmm. He's fourth in line or fifth in line, getting for credit for that because you know they're going to have to have a goalie come in. I think that's why he's the one who, of all of them, needs it the least. Would want it. Would would love for it to work out that way. But if it's the difference between that and. 10 Schmill over the lifetime of a long-term deal, I bet he looks at it and goes, hey, give me the 10 Schmill, which to me, that's nuts. But, I mean, no one's ever said, would you like $10 million or $20 million to me, you know? So, like you said, last week, uh, last year, at uh, this week, yes. Brad Trilliving gave us a gift from the God- content gods. I would like another one of those, please. Okay. Please, please, What would please. you like? You would like a, you, would, you don't want it. You, you just, I mean, if you had your druthers, it's like a great contract, but I don't think that's where this is trending. No, I think we're not going to hear anything about this until training camp, and he's going to go into the year with it. Wouldn't it be great? Do you hear about this? Okay. Because we got to go to break quick here. We do have to break. We've been talking for 35 minutes with the lease. Trust me, we're fine. But is the option just having him play into the season and losing him for nothing? I... Just the importance of this year is I so huge. And, like, you okay. know, this is a year-to-year thing with this team where every year is the biggest year. Yep. Next year is the biggest year again. After yep. you had your first round success, finally you got over that hump. And your head maybe you have – maybe you get, God forbid, a round later next year. Um, Tough ask. It's a lot to ask. I understand that. <laughs> but, like, is there a possibility where you just go, okay, we're going to get the most out of you. You're getting him in a contract year. You play it out. You let him go. You let him light it up. And if he signs at the end of that, he signs. And if he goes, he goes. Like, is there a world where that happens? All we have heard for the better part of, I don't know, three, four years now, for sure at least the last two or three, Mm -hmm. is how not dry the cupboards are. They're 
there aren't cupboards. Mm-hmm. There's like a little hole in the floor where they keep Matthew Nyes and Topi Nimala, and that's – it's like there's no cupboard. It's like when you go to like a nice golf resort, and it's like, hey, come over here. Let me lift this up, and we got some uh, we, we got some booze down in the, the little uh, drink well for you, okay? okay yeah, yeah. But it's not a full-blown cupboard. It's not a comfort station, okay? So you cannot have a world where a player like that walks – for absolutely nothing. The other part of it that I think, and it kind of goes back to something else we were talking about is, well, how much better is he than Alec Debrinkat? Yeah. Because if the return you're going to get, and this is, you know, this is a completely different conversation. Jays are back in a playoff spot now, but it's like, if the return you're going to get for Matt Chapman mm-hmm. is a team's ninth best prospect, then maybe just keep him and give yeah. yourself a shot. So if the return you're going to get from William Nylander, now, if this is a great chance where you can do like an old NBA trade where it's a team who thinks they're going to be great, but you think they're going to suck and you can get two first rounders or something. Yeah. But if it's going to be the 24th pick in a draft, a third rounder and a prospect who you hope is best case scenario, best case scenario, a middle six guy for you, Mm -hmm. then I can hear that. But I just, when I look at William Nylander, the player, I would imagine you'd be able to garner a return much better than that. So that's why I have a hard time saying, yeah, screw it. Just go walk. Yeah. I think that's fair. I just, I do. I think with him, there is a world like, Obviously not Matthews. Like if Matthews is not going to no, sign, no, 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 no. if it's not going to sign, like ugh, that's not one we want to have a, that conversation right now. But it's something. La, 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 but like that's the one where it's like no way for no, nothing. No. no way for nothing. But William Nylander, I think he's a really good player, and if you could get a pretty good package for him. But the important weighing the importance of this season versus the power of the trade package you're going to get back. Yep is a really interesting one to me. One other interesting thing to to put in perspective there is that because of Nylander's salary, mm-hmm. it not be, well, I mean, it's going to be soon apparently, but because it's not $10 million, there are teams that are competitive that would not have to butcher their roster yeah. to fit that in. Now, I think there's a possibility if, if they trade, if they are going to trade Nylander, and again, I think you and I are both on the same page of, I don't necessarily want to see that. I'm not saying it can't be a fine move for the team, but I'm not pounding the table yeah. wanting for that. I just think you really have to think about what you're getting back because if it is futures, then you really are in a just, let's see what's happening after John Tavares' contract. If it is roster players, you're still trying to push while he's here. And I think that is the real kind of, I don't want to say fork in the road because it's it's two years. I don't think it's going to change everything for the franchise, but that's really Brad Living's decision to make right now. Yeah, if you are trading William Nylander, it's the classic conversation we've had. Trade him for a D-man. Yeah. We've had this, oh, conversation. Noah Hannafin? We've yeah. Had this conversation for seven years about trading him for mm-hmm. a D-man. And I think that's what you're going to do. Yep. If you're going to do it, you're going to trade him for a guy that you can slot in your, like looking at this Lee's decor, we're going to have Luke Fox on later who wrote a piece on John Klingberg. Like looking at the the depth of this decor, I'm like, holy crap. Yeah. Like Mark Giordano matters. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we all saw what happened at the end of last year. It's like TJ Brody was playing with a broomstick in the playoffs last year. Uh, Klingberg, uh, <laughs> watched a great highlight clip of him walking the line and snapping it. I was yeah. like, ooh. And then I read everything about his defensive analytics. I'm like, oh, my God. This guy is one of literally the worst guys in the league defensively. Yeah. So he's kind of like Gustafson, but $4 million more. So <laughs> that, to me, if you're going to improve the decor, how else are you going to do it, Connor? 
Yeah, that that really seems to be the only the only route, right? I mean, you have all these guys in the prospect pool. None of them are remotely close. Uh, I'm very the happy. The only one that's close is Nyes, and he's, like, going to play on your second line yeah. next year. Uh, and then I'm very, you know, obviously sad for the player, but happy that we don't have to have the Jake Muzzin conversation every four weeks yeah, leading yeah. into the yeah. season of just, look, it's done, okay? Yeah. Here's Great Leaf, Warrior, all that yep. stuff, but you cannot count him anymore. And then just one last thing on this is, you know, you're mentioning the idea of, taking a discount nobody that is the infuriating thing you know you got Bertuzzi and Domi they got paid on their one-year deals you know could Domi mm-hmm. have scratched out 300k somewhere else Bertuzzi a little more sure maybe maybe nobody nobody other than and I don't know that it was taking less at the time we feel differently about it because of the playoff run but could you say that with the exception of Morgan Riley and I don't even know that people would say it was a huge discount for him I really think you can look at it and say no one on this team right now has taken less to be here. Michael Bunting, he had offers of apparently 100K more, 500K more with the Yotes or whatever, but nobody on this roster right now has taken less to be here. Morgan Riley has. Yeah, okay, that's the that's, one guy. That's the one guy. But was he for sure taking less when he signed that contract extension? Yes. Okay, all right, I agree. I'm just like, I know that he is a... You don't a, think he gets eight and a half, nine in the open market? I, I do. I just see okay. the way everyone talks about the Darnell Nurse contract the second he signed it, and I think Morgan Riley and him, yeah. although very different players, are viewed kind of similarly. I, I had multiple conversations about that contract this weekend with Oilers fans, so there you go. Darnell Nurse, oh yeah, yeah. popular uh, popular one there as, as well. Uh, again, I cannot thank the folks in Alberta. Had a time out there. Cannot thank the folks enough behind the glass. Gave us a great little Coles note. So what we missed for the weekend uh, before we started the show today. And most importantly, cannot thank our grinders on the text line enough. 590, 590. Going to get our grinder of the day. That's coming up after 8 o'clock. We're going to go through some nominees next. So keep those texts coming. We want your grinder text, but we'll take anything you got for us on there. 590, 590. Please include your name and location. It is the Fan Morning Show with Gunning and McKee for the next two weeks on Sportsnet 590. The Fan. Sportsnet 590, The Fan. Hey, we're back. Cold open. Fan morning show. Cold cold open in the second block. That was like, I got to be honest, that was like a cold shower. Hit me there. I was a little scared. I froze. Now we're into it, and we're going to get through it. 590, 590 on the text line. Please include your name and location. We have got some grinders. It's amazing the power of music. It really is. Because it's just like, oh, my God. I'm so naked. Oh, you're fine. You're fine, bud. Um, Our first grinder. Who was first? Who answered the bell? Our very first grinder was uh, welcome to the grinder club, Sammy. Heading to the site in Ajax Ajax to meet our architect, uh, Jesse and Ajax, the carpenter. Love that. So he was the first texter on the text line who texted in. Would really appreciate that. So I don't know if I can give you. I mean, listen. Carpenter, grinder, for sure. Whoa. But I'm looking. Oh, it's you... the first one I'm reading, so I have to look through some of these. But um, I mean, Mark from Bowmanville mm-hmm. sets my alarm for 3 a.m. I'm at the gym by 3:30, and I leave the gym at 5:30 to get to work for 6 a.m. Five days a week, buddy. You got to be jacked. Mark, Mark must be a hoss. You want <laughs> no problems with Mark from Bowmanville, and just like. Whenever I hear somebody like that, I'm like, God, I suck. 
I can barely get up for work. The idea of like, I'm going to get up and go to the gym or go for a run five hours before I begin. Good on you, Mark, uh, from from Bowmanville. Uh, Brandon from Barry. I'm up by 4.30 to drive 45 minutes to build cars. Uh, daily grind. That is truly a grind. Yeah, that's a grinder, man. Working on assembly line sounds like that is a grind for sure, for sure, for sure. Get up. This one has no name, but so please text in your name and, and location. Herm Edwards, we, put we, your name on it. We want to we want to throw you throw them out there. Get up. Get up at three forty five. Truck driver for construction. Work till three thirty Monday to Friday. Woo. Boy, that's a long day. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, a shift. That's a shift. I'm and sure, not the type we put in. I'm sure the ice cold brew you have when you get home at three thirty on your patio. You're sitting outside. I'm sure that first one's a hitter. So uh, yeah, put your name on your text, please. Um, what else we got here, Gunner? You got a couple? Yeah, Glenn, Lucas, Barry up at 3.36 days a week, drive to Toronto and work in a weld shop 5 a.m. to 4, then do an hour and a half home drive. That's a grind. Whew. That I, oof, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for both of us. Clubhouse lead. Yeah, me. that's, that's a well, pretty good like one. Like a weld shop? That is a, that's a, it's a working man's job. Just must smell like sweat and soot and flame in there. <laughs> Just hot. It's in the summer. Love it. Grinder, grinder, grinder. Glenn, Lucas, our boy and Barry. Um, I got Eric and Georgetown here. 5.30 wake up. Two coffees on the way to work. Rushed in and making time for uh, to the blue sauna on the job site. Rinse and repeat every day. I think I know what that means, <laughs> I, I, Eric. You, you know exactly what the blue... <laughs> and, it, uh, might, it might be just as steamy as the weld shop by the time 3 o'clock rolls around in there. I'm pretty sure congrats to Eric and Georgetown on being a father as well. Pretty oh, sure, pretty sure he's a, a D-man for the zigzag. Okay, there you go. Uh, always, always happy to do that. Uh, hey, I once got to shout out a college buddy of mine. Well, the Leafs were losing a playoff game. I saw that a buddy of mine had given birth to his kid. Where He was wearing a Leafs jersey in the hospital. I'm like, we need positive juju. And then guess what? Uh, the second period of the Panthers game two started. So, uh, yeah, it was not the juju uh, that we needed there. Uh, love, love the text. So, Keep them flying. This in. is, you know, if, there's one, if you want one way to get your text right on the air, it's flattery. My favorite combo, oh. Sammy and Gunner. Oh. Grinders be grinding. Good morning, boys. Uh, uh, oh, did you lose her? No, I got it. Okay. Uh, I might need I might need resident Italians, uh, Daniele oh. Francesca's uh, help on this. Giacomo oh. wins. Uh, How do you and the Raj? It's Giacomo, okay? Giacomo. What did there I we say? go. Giacomo. Giacomo. Gia- yeah, de- let me let me tell you. Uh, can confirm it was not right. Uh, whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever it? you. Giacomo. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Giacomo. Pretty uh, straightforward. Property there. maintenance is what I'm grinding at. Giacomo and Windsor. Oh, and win- a, a guy from Windsor, too. Uh, th- let me tell you, you got to grind in that city. Uh, there's some grit floating around uh, in, in Windsor. I know it well. Uh, I still maintain Windsor Squirrel among the top 10 toughest animals in North Good. America. So, yeah, that guy's a grinder. Good morning. Jason from Clearview. Always had the Fan 590 on for work in the morning. Thanks, brother. We appreciate that. Morning starts at 4.30 a.m. doing sewers. And infrastructure inspections. Bit of a crappy morning. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> good one, bud. Good one, bud. Uh, that's at least on the podium with our guy who's who's in the car for three-ish hours yeah. and sweating in a weld yeah. shop all day. Uh, generally speaking, Just if you're... Just slamming anvils you're, in there. And you're <laughs> yeah, what? It's like... Uh, yeah, we. I. I'm picturing it as like a steel mill, but yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows what's what's going on in in there? Again, keep the text coming. Five ninety, five ninety. Please, please, please. 
please include your, uh, your, your name and location. Can't thank you enough. And uh, like, we are very fake grinders this week. We're mm. interloping as grinders, but I'm happy to know well, that you're also welcoming uh, to, to those of us who are those of you who are actually doing it. Yeah. Like I got up this morning at, you know, four fifty-five, and I will be sleeping by 10 AM. So I'm not exactly grinding that hard. I just have to be awake for, you know, five hours and then back to sleep. So not like our guys driving around for 12 hours who get up at the same time. We're fake grinders, no question. Okay. Real grinder. Okay. Rick and Hamilton. Okay. Util- utility locator okay. up at 415 on the road at 530. Seven uh, minimum five days a week outside in, or f- seven days a week, four of them minimum outside in rain, snow, heat, dodging traffic, and a million dogs all year round. That sounds like a slog. <laughs> a million dogs. Just what? But I'm I'm out that way. I don't know that I've seen packs of wild dogs, but I guess this guy's got to like go into people's backyards. <laughs> Or it's like, uh, it's like he, he's actually, this is a, I didn't know there was a Hamilton in Sochi, Russia with all the wild dogs that were just take, remember that? It's like, oh, the dogs take the subway here. It's the great. dogs take the subway. <laughs> you would, oh, you would love, love that. It. If you, if you hopped on at, uh, at old Jane station there and just there were, there was a car full of pups, you would love it. Um, wow. This is an interesting one. Ben from Bradford up at, uh, up at five minimum hour drive to get. Uh, to start to go multiple horse farms and put on shoes on horses and trim their feet. Oh, I wonder, I'm going to show my ignorance here. I wonder if that guy in a weld shop ever, ever like, Welded some up horseshoes? some horseshoes. 100%. I don't know how that works. We should connect those two we guys here. They can do business do together. Do a little business, a little commish for the two of us. Uh, yeah, uh, man, keep them coming. Keep them coming. Cannot thank it enough. Uh, listening on my way home from a 12-hour night shift at the 911 call center. That's a grind. Uh, emotional, physical, all of it. Uh, good on you there. Connor man. and Keswick. Yeah, Attaboy. Connor and Keswick. Uh, lo- love, uh, love our people up in Keswick there. So coming up, busy, busy show. Mad Dog Russo nice. going to join us in a couple of minutes here. Ricky Romero a little later on. Our buddy Luke Fox is going to join us. And for the first time in my radio career, going to talk to a guy named Brent. Brent Wallace is going to join us at 730. uh, Talk about the Debrinkat, Send Sale, everything going on there. Keep the text coming. 590, 590. We love our grinders. We just just got a late entry. We love that you're welcoming us. Do you want to sneak it in? Up to you. Go. This is from Eric. Not Eric in Georgetown. Up at 430. Feed the twins. Drive from Innisfil to Mississauga. 110 kilometers. Work construction. Come home to four kids and a pregnant wife. Mount Rushmore for yeah, sure. Man. At the very least, at the very least, Mount Rushmore. That guy's got a lot of yeah, yeah. yeah very good, very good. Club. Okay, that sounds like the clubhouse lead. If you think you can beat it, get it in on the text line. Or if it's just funny, five ninety, five ninety. Please include your name and location. If you didn't think we were bringing the heat enough, Mad Dog Russo. Next, what can we get him worked up about? Literally anything and everything. We're gonna do it. Fan morning show. Gunning a McKee on Sportsnet five ninety. The fan.